listening to the Inside Job Making CX Work podcast, where we share how you can make customer experience transformation a reality. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Inside Job Making CX Work. I'm your host, Jose Fabrian. Today, we have a very exciting uh, show for you. We are going to cover the nonprofit industry. And really what we're talking about today is what nonprofits need to do now and in the future in the context of what's going on in the world uh, and the need for transformation. The, the context that we've got for today is every year Merkel puts out what we call our CX imperatives. So, so these are the top three themes that we believe marketers, customer experience experts, the companies, nonprofit organizations really need to focus on. And so this year, and I'm summarizing here, is that we believe that organizations need to expand uh, their vision for customer data, right? So what do we want to collect? Why do we want to collect it? What's ethical? How do we want to store it? How do we want to distribute it out to the teams that need it? Secondly, use measurement as a catalyst for change. So what we're talking about here is really not doing the same things you've you've always done is come up with hypotheses, use data to inform decisions, uh, whether long-term or even in the context of, of customer experience, right, right then and in the moment. And then, you know, lastly, or third rather, uh, is delivering experiences to drive next generation loyalty, right? So whether they're customers, whether constituents, whether they're advocates, whether they're members and donors, right? In the context of nonprofit, they're used to increasingly better experiences driven by many, many companies, the, the Amazons of the world, the Apples of the world, et cetera. I mean, name your, name your group. And so these expectations are there. So today we're going to talk about how nonprofit organizations uh, and their unique challenges can work on that transformation. So today I've got uh, two wonderful guests. We've got Jane Portman. And we've got Alex Hart. And I'd like to introduce everybody to Jane first. Jane, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thanks, Jose. I'm really excited to be here today. I lead our nonprofit practice here at Merkle. And I've actually been at Merkle for about 11 years with a pretty deep background on the data and analytics side, which is, you know, partially why I'm so excited about working with AWS, you know, around sort of the data focus. And I'm super passionate about our nonprofit practice here, about the people that have worked in the nonprofit practice for so long and their dedication to the nonprofit missions. And really excited to talk about AWS and our imperatives. Awesome, Jane. Thank, thank you very much. I, I would love to echo that. Here at Merkel, the, the, the teams that work on nonprofit work really are very passionate about their, their mission. They, they identify with the work. Uh, they go, they really go after it and um, really kudos to them. Uh, Alex, would you mind introducing yourself to our listeners? Absolutely. So uh, thanks again for inviting me. Uh, my name is Alex Hart and I'm uh, with AWS and I run our um, partner strategy organization for nonprofits. So um, we engage with uh, Merkle and, and partners like Merkle to help make sure that together we are helping our nonprofits solve um, their most technological uh, challenges, but all with the idea to, you know, how we go about supporting the mission. Because at the end of the day, um, you know, the thing that really jazzes me about working in this space is is the idea of, of serving those who serve. That's awesome. Th thank you, Alex. So 
All right, well, let's let's get into the meat of it. So just for uh, kind of a quick recap, when we think about the imperatives that we have and we'll talk about today, we, we talk about expanding your vision for customer data or donor data or member data or whatever it is, right? Using measurement as a catalyst for change, right? So don't do what you've always done. Get a hypothesis out there, uh, test something, change based on the, the data you see, not just because you've always done it that way. And then delivering experiences to drive next generation loyalty, right? We all know that in the marketplace today, there are many companies that are moving ahead. You can talk about all the Amazons and Apples and all that sort of stuff. But the reality is customers, people, not customers, people are used to better and better experiences as time go, goes on. This applies to nonprofit organizations. Uh, and you know that's something that everybody needs to consider. And as I said before, not just do things the, the same old way. So... Let's let's dive into this. Uh, let's start off with a kind of a, a recap question, if you will. So, if we think about the last couple of years, nonprofit has had some of the most disruption in the in the pandemic. What do you think uh, were the most significant changes over this time in, in terms of how nonprofits have been impacted? Why don't we start with you, Alex? Well, I mean, needless to say, the last couple of years have truly been a, um, a fundamental, if not tectonic, shift in how um, we've seen nonprofits um, adapt to the market. Um, for all intents and purposes, everything in their world has changed, right? First, you know, how they were engaging with their member and their donor base. Um, you know, many nonprofits or NPOs have had to rethink, you know, how they interact with their donors, their members, their volunteers, and other constituencies. Um, you know, the, the ability to hold the in-person convenings, the galas, and the other charity events that um, you know were typically the drivers for donation and engagement um, all went out the window. They were forced to really review how they engage with folks and, and go to and, and adopt this this you know almost entirely digital marketing and engagement strategy right so things like social media came to the forefront email campaigns newsletters you know ways to engage these folks through um, you know platforms that that were digital collaboration platforms or video collaboration platforms you know and in addition to that I mean all this put a significant amount of stress on the folks that were responsible for putting these together right um, the marketing and fundraising teams had to really quickly pivot to, you know, figuring out how to do things differently with, with a different level of awareness and approach, you know, so that then cascades to um, the actual fundraising strategies and the efforts themselves. You know, I was reading through some, some uh, um, industry pubs and, and I think, you know, Wealth Engine came back and said something along the lines of 75% of their respondents basically saw that the pandemic had significantly and negatively impacted their ability to fundraise, right? So, as if those two aren't bad enough, then you add all the internal pressures. You know, these these staffs that were um, typically and used to going into the office now had to figure out how to work from home. You know, a lot of them weren't ready to do that. There was potential downsizing. So, you know, the last couple of years really did create a, a perfect storm that has caused a lot of these organizations to really and fundamentally reevaluate um, how they can accomplish their missions. Wow, it's been brutal, brutal for everybody, but uh, certainly nonprofit organizations uh, ha have had to adapt. And I, I think they've been, man many are weathering uh, as, as best they can. Uh, Jane, is there anything that you want to add to that? Um, 
Yeah, I think Alex obviously hit on the main, you know, sort of points around how the nonprofit industry has really faced disruption, right? So digital adoption has significantly accelerated, huge impact to live events, still very much an impact today. And then the constituent ex- expectations have really evolved. And we'll we'll talk about this more, but you know, I don't think that they're really being met today. If you don't mind, I'll, I'll, I'll sort of add with a personal story here around how one of my good friends runs a nonprofit and she told me about their specific experience uh, during the pandemic and how it's shifted their business. Because of the shift from focus, from live events and everyone sort of working in their own silos, putting on events and you know not really working together, the pandemic has caused everyone to have a singular focus. And all, you know, just just work towards sort of a single goal, really, really geared around online fundraising. And for them in particular, because of the you know change of the ways of working, they've actually had one of the best years in 2020 in terms of online giving. So I just think that's an interesting perspective to sort of add. Absolutely. Well, let's let's stay on that a little bit, right? So, so Alex really talked about a lot of the challenges that are there, and and, and Jane, what you're talking about really is, you know, you, you know, focus group one, but a story of of re- really of transformation, right? Yep. So, you know, we've got challenges. We've got we've got to adapt. We've got an example of transformation. What you know, for for everybody listening, like what, what does transformation mean? For nonprofit organizations, and because nonprofits work, in some cases, a little bit differently than than kind of the the corporate world, what are some of the unique challenges that that nonprofits have to overcome? I know Jane. I don't know if you want to start because you were on that path. Sure, nonprofits really do operate in a little bit of a different way than some of uh, than some other verticals, right? Some so, some other industries. I think. One is there's the consideration around boards, right? So non nonprofits tend to have risk adverse boards that um, really need to understand the return on investment around anything that's done from a technology or um, an operations perspective. You know, you really need to have a very clear strategy around, you know, a test and learn plan a learning agenda, how that's going to measure back to the end goals. So from a, from a company perspective, I think ways of working internally, right? There really needs to be a shift in mindset, operations and organizational structure to really be able to accomplish starting on your transformation roadmap. Alex, what would you add on that? You know, I, I mean, I very much agree with with Jane's comment regarding this idea of singular focus, right? What we've found, and and you know, I know in this case we're talking about a, um, you know, a, a test group of one, but the reality is, is based upon the conversations that we've had with quite a few of our customers and and even potential customers in the space, those that realize that they really do have to fundamentally reevaluate how to use technology, are the ones that that seem to be able to 
you know, uh, make it through the um, the difficulties that we're seeing in the space, right? Look, we all know change can be daunting, especially when it's forced on you, which in a lot of cases, this is what happened, right? Jane's point regarding the fact that um, boards are risk averse, that, that return on investment is something that's extremely important to, to be able to quantify. You know, I'll even take it one step further. It's not just necessarily return on investment, but it's it's return on mission. And what I simply mean by that is, is how are the changing? Those organizations or, or those folks within organizations that can very clearly articulate, you know, how this transformation is going to improve that membership experience, how this transformation is going to improve the donor experience or the volunteerism experience. That's what typically gets things done. Right. You know, so helping the boards understand the need for the change and the benefits associated goes a long way. And I'll tell you something else that's also huge is making sure that as they're going through the process, creating the internal alignment with the various teams that are affected. Right. You know, in a lot of organizations, you have teams that are somewhat siloed. So you've got a fundraising organization, you've got a member services organization, you've got a volunteer management team or even individuals. And and they're doing their stuff on a daily basis. But this is really a time for all of them to be able to come together and, and align on, hey, how does what we're expecting to do change? The other thing that I'll say, and, and, and Jane touched on it as well, is, you know, what kind of impact does this have on the budget? Not just this year's budget, right? Because as most organizations that that are in this position, this year's budget's already been allocated and spent, but what right. what impact does it have over the next several years, right? Um, making this kind of a fundamental shift, especially if you're going from a, you know, a, a, a traditional outreach environment to more of a digital approach, does have an impact on that 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 needs to be addressed and needs to be quantified. It's very interesting. We've got, you know, if if we kind of summarize, we've got the the you know kind of the environmental changes, if you will, like broad, broad realities of, of living today. You've got organizations that have worked in a kind of similar fashion for, for a long time. That's been disrupted, although that's certainly not true across the board. We've got um, kind of a, a view that the, the world has shifted and, and nonprofit organizations, not all of them are kind of agile enough to adapt to those things. And, and how do we do that? And so we talked a little bit about the board process, looking beyond this, not just return on investment, but return on, on mission. Like, I think uh, that's, that's all really important. Jane talked about how we need to think about the, the singular focus, the ways that we're working, all those sorts of pieces factor into, into transformation. Another piece that you know we see across the board broadly is this idea of the underlying technology. I mean, look, I mean, you can't go anywhere without uh, cloud being part of it. You know, AWS is obviously a big, big player in that place. You know, how, Alex, how do nonprofit organizations leverage cloud technology? You know, it, it's interesting, and there's a fairly common pattern that we see, and this kind of goes back to Jane's comment about testing and learning, right? You know, initially, organizations look at cloud and they say, okay, great, you know, there's there's additional flexibility, there's a cost savings involved, um, there is is the, the, be able, the ability to be able to bring things and ideas quicker to market. Right. You know, um, over the past year, we actually commissioned an internal study. Um, roughly 700 nonprofit organizations um, were worked with. And this was across the entire gamut. So from the very large to the very small. And three things that we saw in common and what they were looking to do with technology. The first was increasing donations. 
The second was improving efficiencies and reducing costs. And the third one was how do we then allocate more funds to whatever the primary cause happens to be? So it, it starts with cost and flexibility. You know, the, the flexibility of cloud computing makes it attractive. At the most basic level, you pay for what you consume. That's really what it boils down to, right? If you need more, you consume more and you go from there. If you need less, you work with less. It, it, it may start with something as simple as the idea of, you know, our information is extremely important to us. Our data is extremely important to us. So how do we use the cloud for backup and recovery, right? Making sure that that information is secure and protective, or protected, excuse me. You know, as, as organizations then grow, they start looking at their need to change and, and they're realizing that, you know, this idea idea of managing multiple SaaS applications or this idea of, of having to manage an infrastructure is actually taking away from what needs to be accomplished. So then they start moving to the cloud and more and more of their workloads. Once they get past that point, all of a sudden it becomes this idea of innovation, right? As the organizations mature, how do they start using more advanced services? You know, things such as data analysis, you know, using artificial intelligence and machine learning to get gain better donor um, insight and understanding or, or you know, being able to figure out how to come back to donors and help them understand um, what each dollar goes to and how that dollar impacts the mission. I, I, I can give you an example here. We have a uh, one of our Imagine Grant winners, uh, an organization by the name of American Forests, right? So this is the oldest national nonprofit conservation organization in the U.S. They were established in 1857. And, and quite simply, what their goal is to do is to create and maintain healthy forests, right? We all know that our trees are essentially the lungs of this planet, and given all of the the amount of growth that we've seen, um, this idea of building a reforestation movement makes a lot of sense. So what did they do? In essence, what they did was they engaged with us, and, and they built this really cool tool to show what's called a tree equity score. And in essence, what it is, is it's a free online platform and it maps tree equity at the neighborhood level in every urban area across the US. So basically what it does is it measures the gap between what is considered an optimal tree canopy in a neighborhood versus what the actual tree canopy is. They have no centralized resources of technologies to use. So they basically pull geospatial data from a bunch of different places, 25 data sets, um, by the way, and this goes from everything from census to CDC uh, to a bunch of different data sets, and then they show it. So you're probably asking yourself, well, that's kind of cool, but what does it matter? Those donors that work with American by the way, Forest, Alex, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. They, they're looking at this and they're saying, wow, I see where my dollar is going. This is what technology is helping me understand what needs to be done. The volunteers see their work because this is a reforestation. Um, move, right? And then the 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 constituent, uh, the folks in these neighborhoods see the need for the increase. So all the way around, it hits all three areas. It hits volunteers, it hits the donors, it hits the constituents. I mean, that's a pretty cool example, but just taking it and ratcheting it one level back and talking about, hey, what can we do to show our donors as well as our constituents what the impact is? is huge. First off, I love that story. Secondly, what is an Imagine Grant? 
You know, moving to the cloud, um, there are costs associated um, with it. And one of the things that that we at AWS have done is we realize that, and every year, um, we actually have a grant that we offer um, that helps nonprofits defray the cost of moving to cloud. Um, and we can certainly chat about uh, uh, the different levels and such, but uh, it's something that I highly encourage all nonprofits and folks that may be listening to uh, this podcast uh, to investigate. We can certainly help them do that. All right, thank you, Alex. And I, I really had no idea what the Imagine Grant was, so thank you for for bringing that up. And so, you know, look that the that example is is awesome. I think it's actually really encaps, encapsulates a lot of things that that nonprofit organizations need to think about. You know, in, in, this is more a story about me, but from from my perspective, it's you know, I, th- I think a lot of people think about cloud as storage kind of places. And I think that really doesn't speak to the whole truth, right? And so there's a consumption model, all this sort of stuff. But what what I find probably most interesting and and one of the the my favorite areas of cloud computing is this idea that you can try things quickly. Right. And so in terms of like tapping into machine learning tapping into other capabilities and connectivity with other systems and things like that. I, t- for me, uh, kind of as a, as a, as a geek that way, I, I love that piece. And Jane, you know, given your background, you know, um, in, in data and analytics, you know, I mean, do you have anything you want to kind of talk about there? I mean, having access to data, data agility is huge, right? And the cloud really does make a huge difference for organizations, nonprofit organizations, to be able to leverage and accelerate their data to better understand their constituents, right? Which I think coming into sort of a post-pandemic world is absolutely crucial for nonprofit orgs to continue to, you know, really stand out and serve their missions. As I think organizations become more advanced because I think that, you know, at a basic level, having the access to data and using it for insights in and of itself is a huge way to sort of help accelerate the customer experience or constituent experience. But as we sort of get more advanced and, and, and having the ability to then incorporate machine learning and sort of more advanced analytics to really, you know, model constituent audiences, help with member experience, I think is really unique and and having cloud technology really enables the organization's ability to access and leverage the data like that. Right. So so I mean a big part of the work that we do is simply bringing those those data together more quickly, more accessible. Uh, we can bring in other pieces, get greater insights, those insights drive uh, better constituent experience, better donor experience, all those things. I, yeah, I mean, look, it's 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 exciting for nonprofit organizations. It's it's exciting, frankly, for everybody. Um, but you know, like, look, this is a lot of kind of pie in the sky, and let's talk broadly. Like, let, let's why don't we shift to to now, right? So, if we think about where we are, um, what should nonprofit organizations and obviously they're going to be they're going to be different levels of maturity but what should they be focusing on right now early 2022 so i'm happy to sort of start um so i think first and foremost align on what that sort of longer term vision is and and whether the 
whether the organization is sort of, you know, ready and aligned to transform, right? I think being open to accelerating on the digital fronts is key. And then tactically, right, I think that, you know, get the line items in on the budget for, for the future budgets around technology, align on the use cases. I think very importantly, test into new markets, focus on donor experience research. I think that's a bit of a gap there. Have an allocated sort of portion of your budget to actually test where, you know, it creates sort of a safe zone, focus on data and insights, right? Know your, know your donors, know who your new class of donors will, will be, get ahead of it. And then I think at the end of the day, we're really looking to create a connected experience for your donors, right? So not just from a fundraising perspective, but also from a marketing perspective. And I think that creating that linkage, creating, creating that connectedness with um, cloud technology really enabling that connected experience is going to bring a lot of value to the nonprofit orgs. Okay. And so, so if I, if I could paraphrase, yeah, paraphrase that, what I would say is start with what you, what you want to do in terms of, of, of achieving, figure out your use cases, your roadmap. And as part of that cloud technology will, will almost certainly be a part of that. But to the, it, we, we really need, if you don't have it, I think what you're saying, Jane, is if you don't have it already, you need to start on this idea of mapping out your future and how technology will come along with that to impact the donor, the constituent, the member, the advocate uh, experience. Is that fair? That's fair. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Alex, what would you say? Early 2022, what should nonprofit organizations do? You know, I, I agree with everything that Jane just said, right? Um, I'll even start before that. And and it really doesn't matter how large or how small an organization you are or how technologically savvy you may be. Understand that you're not going to be able to do this alone, right? Um, and it, it's Merkel and quite frankly, partners like Merkel that, that become part of the the transformation plan that these organizations need and the reason i say that and and you know we've spoken with um c-level executives uh, uh, across the board regardless of the size of the organization they're good at what they do right when you talk about transformation like i said i'll go back to the fact that change is a scary thing right if you're used to doing something in a specific fashion sometimes you may not necessarily have the um the way to kind of step back out of your business and look at it and, and and look at it with a critical eye to make those types of changes. So, you know, working with someone like a Merkel who has a, a, a and, and working with Merkel specifically, right, who has strong expertise in understanding what these digital transformation journeys look like, I think is extremely important. You know, once you've kind of figured out that piece of the equation, I think everything that Jane says is is dead bang on, right? And and I especially want to focus on a comment that she made earlier that that you know we also believe very strongly about which is this idea of test and learn right you know you're not going to change the entire organization in one fell swoop figure out those places where you can transform quickly and just start doing it it could start with something really small and also understand that at the end of the day right the real coin of the realm here 
is that data, is that information, taking that data and turning it into something that is actionable, that provides insights, is what then is going to help you drive to that return on mission that I was talking about earlier. Yeah, that makes that makes that makes sense. I mean, and it's I, I just like the way you think about that, Alex. Um, all right, so we've got to get to planning. We've got we've got um, you know uh, and you know year ends for many nonprofit organizations are in, are in June, so it's early 2022. You know now now is the time to get working on this. There, there's no time to waste, and and uh, Amazon and others uh, can can help us. Help us do that. Um, all right. So, I, look, I, I think that's that's what I would say is kind of the, the, the to do. Is there anything that you would tell our listeners, frankly, not to do <laughs> right now? I know it's a little bit of an odd question, but Jane or Alex, are you, are, are you seeing things in our client base, in the marketplace, uh, et cetera, that you just like, hey, I would strongly encourage people not to take this path or, or do this. Good question, Jose. I would say I'm not. I'm not seeing you know, personally across our our client base. I'm not seeing anything that's that I would say not to do. But but I am seeing practices that are that are hindering growth. Right. So it sort of goes back to what we were talking about. But my um, advice would be: don't be um, you know, don't be like, yes, change is scary. It's not easy, but don't not do it because of that. Right. So, yeah. All right. So, so, so go. (laughs) (laughs) There's so much upside, right? Like we need to evolve. So Jane on that, I mean, like, but one of the things I've seen on that is that, that people will, will dip their toes a little bit. Like they'll, They'll do it in annual budgets. And Alex, I think you kind of talked to this this earlier, right? You got to think a little bit longer term here. So I, I think maybe what I would say is, you know, go and, and you know, think, think, I guess it's not a negative. I'll put it in a negative. You know, don't think in one year. You've got, you've got to think right. longer. I will, I'll, I'll sort of say it differently. I read research and I actually apologize. I don't recall where, where I actually read this, but that because of the, of the accelerated sort of digital adoption that has really happened over the past couple of years, it's been sort of slow moving in the nonprofit industry, but has really accelerated. The constituent expectations have changed so drastically, but they're not being met today. So nonprofit organizations that are not transforming, right, are not meeting their constituent expectations and therefore will begin to lose their donors, right? Because donors have shifted in their expectations. So I'm sort of repeating that a bit, but I think it's crucial. Fair enough. Alex, what what, what do you see out there that people should try to avoid? Well, I look, I mean, I, I think the first thing is, is don't fall into the analysis paralysis trap, right? Which is spending so much time trying to figure out what you're going to do, you miss the opportunity to actually do it, right? Um, and th- again, to Jane's point and something that I said earlier, these kind of changes are scary. Um, I think that fear can be mitigated through experience, and that's why it's extremely important to start in areas that that you think you can not only have a, a, an immediate impact, 
but also, you know, if, if you make a decision and have to kind of, you know, adjust how you go down that particular path, aren't going to have um, a significant um, impact on the organization as a whole. You know, one, one of the tenets that, that we use here within um, Amazon and AWS is this idea of one-way doors versus two-way doors, right? And what that simply means is a one-way door is a door that you walk through or a decision that you make that um, if you had to change your mind, makes it extremely difficult to do so, right? A two-way door, as, as the uh, uh, example implies, is a decision that you can make, but if you realize that you have to adapt or change or, or modify, you can do so with a certain amount of ease. Um, the reality is, is most of us, you know, face two-way doors, but we tend to think they're one-way doors, right? So um, using that as, as an analogy for what I think these organizations should be doing is uh, take a look at those two-way door decisions and figure out, all right, how can I implement a change here that I know that if I have to modify, I can do so quickly because that action is what starts getting you down the path of making that transformation. Great point. I, I, lo- I like the analogy too, or at least the the way to think about that, you know, as you as you're both talking, what I'm thinking about actually is something to avoid is a plan that doesn't have measurement in it, <laughs> right? So, I mean, this this is true across the board, but I but I see a lot of a, a lot of organizations spend time on stuff that isn't moving the needle, um, and and for me, the trouble with that, it may be valuable, but if they're not able to communicate the value of these changes there becomes a lot of scrutiny and kind of projects slow. <laughs> and I think that is difficult in the context of transformation. So on the positive, make sure you have a plan for measurement so that you can show for quick wins. And on the negative, you know, don't just uh, <laughs> start to put in technologies and things like that without, without a way to show value of those things. Well said. Absolutely. And and figure out what that value and what those metrics are at the outset, because the worst thing you can do, and this is where, you know, I think sometimes organizations lose credibility, right, is is just start throwing technology to perceive problem without necessarily understanding the impact and being able to measure that impact. So, so great point. Yeah. You know what? I I think a future podcast will be just as uh, like stories of, of that. I think it'd be very fun. I think a lot of people could, uh, could um, relate to uh, projects and things like that, where there's just technology and it's in there and nobody really knows how to use it or they're not changing how they organize to use it properly. And, and the names will be changed to protect the innocent. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So look, you know, as, I, I think, you know, we've covered a lot today. We've got the the challenges of, of everybody, but there are very unique and specific challenges that nonprofit organizations have. There's this idea that they need to transform to meet the constituent, the donor, the advocate, um, the member experience. And cloud technology plays a big part of that in nonprofit, but also really in, in every industry. And so we talked about kind of what people need to do right now, which is go, have a plan, don't have analysis paralysis. And then we also talked a little bit about things people shouldn't do, right? Um, So I think this has been a really, really great uh, session. Alex or Jane, do you have anything you want to add in terms of of wrapping up? Because I'm very appreciative. I really appreciate the the industry expertise uh, and 
um, experience that you both bring. So Alex, I don't know if there's anything you'd kind of want to say as a, as a wrap up here. Well, just thank you. I, I appreciate the opportunity to, to, to chat with you both. It's been great. And and this is something that we at AWS are very, very passionate about. Um, I can tell you each of the team members that um, works within the nonprofit space um, not only sees it as a vocation, but as an avocation. And, you know, we should stand by to help you and, and, and to help our customers uh, get to much better places. Great. Thank you. Thank you. It, it really has been a pleasure. I, I've enjoyed this. Jane, you have any, any final thoughts? So, you know, just thank you for Alex for coming on and, and providing your invaluable insight around this. I think it's crucial that we really have a clear picture of how we can get smarter. Right. Um, and thank you, Jose, for bringing us together. All right. Well, cool. Well, thank thank you both very much. It's been a real pleasure. This has been another episode of Inside Job, Making CX Work. I'm your host, Jose Fabrion. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, and until next time, thank you. Mm-hmm.